The Thanksgiving checkpoint is officially here through 19 games with the Florida Panthers starting 12-6-1. We're going to discuss how this start for the Florida Panthers gives them a great chance to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday, November 23rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramondo Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And if you are listening to this on the YouTube, smash that like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel, more importantly, as well. So the Florida Panthers lose to the Boston Bruins by a final score of 3-1 to one at home at Emmert Bank Arena in, in front of another sold-out crowd. Four out of their nine games have been sellouts this season, and even for the broadcast, they've been mentioning how the Florida Panthers rank 16th in attendance and all. And Anson Carter in the pregame for the NHL on TNT was giving a lot of praise to the South Florida fan base. How whenever there are games in Sunrise, Florida, even with big market teams or big name teams, original six, you name it, the, the Florida Panthers fans are showing up. And it doesn't feel like an away game anymore for the Florida Panthers when the teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs come to town, even Boston Bruins. We saw a lot of uh, red in in the crowd as well. And even, I mean, the only home game that I've been to this season was the home opener against the Leafs. And even I wasn't seeing an overwhelming uh, amount of blue in the crowd when I went. And even on TV, when you see the lower bowl, you're not seeing an overwhelming uh, amount of the opposing team's colors. So I want to give a shout out to the fan base. You guys have been rocking that place as well averaging like 17 to 19,000 and they were talking about how it's a 1,000 uh person increase in the crowd this season compared to last season that puts the Panthers in the middle of the pack as well and it helps with uh the NHL being a gate driven league as far as revenue and helping with the salary cap as well so the Florida Panthers being relevant and being in in the years of making the postseason deep runs it's definitely helped the, the local economy for sure and hopefully it really helps the the nhl as well as as the panthers are continuing to win over and over again and all but as far as the game for the florida panthers in uh in this one against the boston bruins and honestly this game was basically lost in the first period for the panthers as they were dominating the possession they were getting up in the middle of the ice at least in the beginning and winning their board battles, generating speed through the neutral zone. But it really came down to the Panthers' inability to solve Linus Allmark and getting the second chance opportunities as well to convert. I mean, the 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 Vesna Trophy winning goaltender had some incredible saves uh, on, on this one the, uh, in this game, especially early on, where there was one where the forecheck was going, Lund- Lundy turned into a loose puck and then turned into a chance uh from from sam bennett as well and then later on in the second period there was a shot by nico mikola deflected and then kevin stenland tries a second chance opportunity and linus allmark reaches out with the leg and, and all 
and the Panthers, they were, I, I believe there was a point where they were uh, leading in, in the shots on goal category, eight, nothing. And still they weren't getting uh, the pucks through on, on Linus Allmark as well. But then you see how one, one bad break for the, for the Panthers uh, and, and, and the Boston Bruins convert on their limited opportunities as well. OEL on a pinch and then Montour is left on an Island two on one where, uh, where Charlie uh, Coyle goes through to two Panthers and then scores backhand on Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, I don't know how the, sh- <laughs> I, I don't know how the shooting lane was open there. Uh, Bobrovsky a little bit late to his right uh, where he was beat blocker side, but Hey, uh, you're, you, you, it's not going to be perfect every single time for this Florida Panthers team. And listen, the Boston Bruins, they were they were ready to to battle in this one as well and weather the storm and even the Panthers they were ready to send the message to Charlie McAvoy. Nick Cousins gets a hit on McAvoy near the board. Ryan Lomberg as well as far as finishing his checks too, and all and even even with uh even with this one the both of them going to both of them going to the box. Nick Cousins and uh, Charlie McAvoy in this one and also with uh. With uh, later in the game, McAvoy sticks his leg out on Matthew Kachuk, and then Matthew Kachuk bumps into Linus Allmark as well. He kind of gets away with something there as well. So this was a very uh, physical game. This was, as far as teams not liking each other, this is a, this is the perfect uh, scenario when you come when you see playoff matchup a, a 42, 40 point difference between these two teams, and then the the team that has the president's trophy, the no adversity uh, throughout the last season and being, and being embarrassed. Jim, like we said on wine and Wednesday, Jim Montgomery felt embarrassed as far as that uh, series lost to the Panthers and all. And even in, but for the Panthers, uh, even in their one goal that they got, how did they score? They got in front of the net and they disrupted Lena Solmark as, as well. That wasn't really happening, especially in the third period. Uh, in, for the only goal that the Florida Panthers scored, Montour didn't get an assist on on that one. But man, how he performed on how he was skating on that shift all over the zone. The heads were on a swivel from from the Boston Bruins. Gets it down low to Nico Mikola. Gets it to the point to Nick Cousins shoots and redirects by Anton Lundell. And Anton Lundell gotta give a lot of credit to him stepping in Barkov's spot on that top line. Him and Etulu Strainen are knowing where to find each other when they are out in, in space and even in the offensive zone. Uh, we spoke about all about that goal on Friday with the give and go with Etulu Sturandon and Anton Lindell as well. And not the best game for the likes of OEL and Dmitry Kulikov as well, even though Dmitry Kulikov had a great shot opportunity off a turnover by Boston and then, and then turn it into a shot on goal, but it was, it was saved by Allmark. But still uh, on the second goal, why was Le- Steven Lorenz the last one, the, the last one back checking and the last one in the zone where, where was the defense there and, and did not give uh Bobrovsky an opportunity to, to be protected there. And, and then when, and then when you see Beecher forcing Bob out of his net, it was going through the, the crease. It was not going to go in, but then with Oliver Ekman Larson trying to deflect the shot and protect the net go goes off him and in, and even res- we told, we said it earlier in this segment, the the pinch caused a two on one for the Boston Bruins that led to Charlie Coyle's uh, score as well, and uh, even on the even on the third one, the Panthers lose the the battle in the corner, 
and then DeBrusque drives all by himself, and nobody is there to clean up the rebound opportunity for Jake DeBrusque as he got a second-chance opportunity on Sergey Bobrovsky and then scores to make it 3-1. But even with uh, the Panthers in the third period, six of their excuse me, four of their six shots on goal came with the extra attacker on. And there was a point where there was like eight minutes without a whistle. And and the Panthers were just having a hard time getting up the middle. The Boston, Bru- the Boston Bruins were just protecting the ice so well that Linus Allmark wasn't really tested really in that third period. So lots of missed opportunities for the, for the Florida Panthers against the Boston Bruins. And even at times, Sergei Borowski was coming in clutch when the Panthers were trailing. He was out on his stomach laying laying on it as Trent Frederick had an opportunity and and, and it's uh poked away as as well. So you know, we 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 saw a lot on uh on Wednesday night how the gen, the lack of speed that the Panthers had through the neutral zone, the Boston Bruins really protected that well, especially with the lead. That is their shutdown period, as well as they are still one of the best teams in the NHL, especially what they do defensively. When they have leads, they don't they don't give up they don't give up their leads. And Panthers go, going into this one, they were one five and zero going into the final frame when they trail. So that's a that's a when you look at that as a trend for the Panthers, that you know, there's not many concerns about the Panthers through through nineteen games, but that is a telling stat for for the Panthers when they do go into the later uh, periods for 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 the Panthers and faceoffs uh the Panthers were 37% on 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 the night they were controlling possession but you could have had a little longer and had the Bruins out of sorts if you were able to get your faceoff wins uh 37% on the night but the encouraging thing is for the Panthers as well is that after going 59% on the PK in the playoff series the Panthers are still continuing to get better in the special teams department, especially when they are, they are down as, as well. So even though, even though for the Bruins, one of their, one of their shots, their, their goals came on the four on four as well as Panthers go, go to the box, then the Bruins, and then the Panthers go, go again. And that little bits of four on four, the Bruins take advantage as well, even though the Panthers, I, I believe the shots attempts at five on five, 54 to 37 but still the when you when you when you think when you watch the actual game and you see from the eye test the middle of the ice was for the most part taken away and you look at the heat map on natural stat trick the high slot oh my goodness almost no shots on goal from the high slot as well with traffic in front so that 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 is definitely go- hopefully what the panthers when they look at that and look at the at a later uh, game Against the Boston Bruins, they take some lessons learned from from it. it, it but hey, the the Panthers they uh, it's only game nineteen, so they the Panthers are definitely not in a panic after losing to the Boston Bruins uh, in in game nineteen of the regular season. It's not. I don't feel I don't feel discouraged about the loss on Wednesday like I did in the first matchup because the first matchup you had a two goal lead and and you couldn't protect it so. You know, the, the Boston Bruins were just the better team, and Linus Allmark, he set the tone early that led to that win for the Boston Bruins against the Panthers. But in segment number two, we are going to discuss more of this Thanksgiving checkpoint for the Florida Panthers, where they stand in points, power play percentage ranks in the league, Sergey Bobrovsky as well. We are going to discuss this and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. 
Segment number two here on this Thursday, November 23rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday. And it and this Thursday being Thanksgiving, I want to wish every, everyone a happy Thanksgiving. And I hope that if you do watch football, that you are enjoying the football. And if you are a Dolphins fan, you get to be at ease today because you get none of the games going on today have any effect on the AFC East standings or even the battle of for the number one seed as they're all NFC uh, matchups for for this one on Thanksgiving. So I hope you get I'm, I'm going to be watching football at ease for sure today. Uh, so the Panthers 12, six and one 25 points in 19 games, a 657 points percentage. You know what their pace is as far as points to in an 82 game uh, season right now that point pace for the Florida Panthers is at 108 points and Florida Panthers fans let's let's breathe in and then breathe out isn't it great to be in this for this team to be in this position and not having to scratch and claw and play playoff hockey from January on it doesn't look like the Florida Panthers are going to be in that position this time around as, you know, when when you're thinking about the last 10 games of the season last year, you you are one personally for me, I'm thinking, man, if if the team doesn't make the playoffs as far as content creating and as far as summer, I don't want I don't want to have a short summer, short summer or I don't want to have a long off season, excuse me. And for the Panthers now where they are standing at second in the division at 25 points, six behind the Boston Bruins with the Boston Bruins having a game in hand. But at this, at this point in time, and now that you saw the run that the Florida Panthers are on, do you really care where the Florida Panthers actually finish in the division? I'm at the point where I don't care for, for sure. And this team yeah, you think about the Boston Bruins last year winning the President's Trophy and not having to deal with a lot of adversity as far as losing. They did deal with adversity as far as injuries to start last season. But the Panthers, for them, it's it was a combination of both with adversity and still getting some growing pains as far as newcomers like Nico Mikola, Kevin Stenlin, OEL, and all. And still... They're finding ways to win without without really getting a big contribution from special teams. And like Jacob Winan said on our Wednesday show, only two periods where the Florida Panthers were mostly healthy, and that was with your backup goaltender in Anthony Stolarz in. We're talking about the game against the Anaheim Ducks last Friday. And going back to the Panthers two years ago, which... Honestly, it feels like a long time ago now when the Panthers won the President's Trophy. And honestly, that was such a different team. So much has changed. And you got to be... It, it is Thanksgiving. So I'm thankful that the Panthers are going through the adversity of of having having to learn how to play without guys in the lineup. The the guys stepping up. We mentioned Anton Lundell. We mentioned Etulus Thurain and, and all it, it hasn't been easy for them having to go up and down the lineup. Kevin Stenlin 
starting on that fourth line. Man, that Lomberg, Stenlin, Lorenz line had such a great start in the season, but now it's Kevin Stenlin having to go up a spot and and also taking defensive zone draws in closing minutes of regulation as well. And Nico Mikola jumping in on the rush and getting pucks down low as well, which he's having a career season. So definitely got to be thankful that the Panthers are going through adversity and answering the call as well as the stat for Thanksgiving. Over 70% of teams that are four points out or fewer have a chance to make the playoffs. 70% of teams who are in that position. Panthers have the... 10th best points percentage in the NHL, fourth best in the Eastern Conference. Man, the West is great this year. A lot of great teams out West. And the Panthers have struggled against the West. Thankfully, most of their team, most of their games don't come against the Western Conference. Only uh, 32 of them. So that's a great sign for the Panthers. Goals for, they're, they're currently at 20th. Goals against, ninth. So we spoke all about the defense, what they're doing at, at five on five specifically. Power play percentage. We spent. Um, we mentioned how it's not. It's not. It's still a work in progress. Which you're without Alexander Barkov right now. You're having two defensemen right now on the power play. You're not having Matthew Kachuk behind the net or out in front. You're you're seeing him currently on the right flank, right now, which. You know you. I, I don't I don't wish that Kachuk I don't I don't wish for Kachuk to be in that part of the power play. I like it when he's the net front presence that he is and also threading the needle to Sam Reinhardt in the bumper uh to disrupt goaltenders. So maybe it's a maybe as far as the power play struggles, it's more of a, or more of dealing with injuries than it is scheme. Well, maybe maybe partially scheme because with two defensemen and two of those and two of your forwards being that front presence you're you're missing something in 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 the middle of the ice or even on the flanks as well not necessarily in the middle excuse me the the flanks is and someone has to go there right so right now chucky is taking that position and when barkoff does come back we, we do see a little bit of of an adjustments with where Palmeris did say there is a chance that Sasha Barkov could return on Friday against the Winnipeg Jets. So it looks like that everything that's going on this week, Barkov's not on IR, by the way. So it all looks like that it's precaution as far as the knee-on-knee -knee hit that he had on Friday against uh, Jackson Lacombe. So precautionary as well. Panthers still possess the puck a lot. So even though their PK percentage isn't the best, they are eliminating a lot of their high danger chances because of how much they possess the puck. Shots for, they're still fourth in the NHL. Shots against, their fifth best. Bobrovsky, we it's funny because the when it comes to goaltenders and and having to come up with the clutch saves, when you look at 904 save percentage and 2.69, you, if you're just box score watching, you're thinking, eh, Bobrovsky's having a decent year, not the best year. But, man, how he's 
how he he's protected leads as well when clutch situations come. Definitely got to be impressed with Sergey Bobrovsky and not letting this Stanley Cup final appearance and the short offseason really affect him as far as preparation and performance as well. And he's there's a five-way tie, seven seven five-way tie for second most wins in the NHL. And the guy who has the most wins in Alexander Gorgiev, who has 11, he has an 891 save percentage and a 3.01 GAA. The Colorado Avalanche could outscore a lot of their issues, which once again, why goalie wins is not a stat, but when NHL GMs vote for the Vesna, the the main thing they look at is wins. <laughs> that's the that's the thing they look at the most as far as that. And uh the Boston Bruins, the Panthers' recent opponent, they're they're like it's likely going to be a split timeshare. But when you look at the lack of goals against for them, you got to picture that at, at least Jeremy Swayman right now is the leader. I mean, also. Jonathan Quick is having such a resurging season as well. Igor Sesterkin has been hurt a, a, a little bit in this season, and Jonathan Quick thought I thought that he was a shell of him, his former self, and he's coming up big for the New York Rangers this year. The Panthers, uh, ninth penalized, ninth least penalized team in the NHL. That's encouraging. We spoke about how the Panthers are possessing the puck and having it in their own off in their offensive zone a lot, which is also helping with not going down a man as well. Uh, Sam Reinhart, second second in the NHL in goals, right behind Kyle Connor and Austin Matthews right now. Barkoff, even though he has missed the last few games, 17 points in 16 games, and a plus-minus of plus 14. One of the league leaders as far as that category. Matthew Kachuk still almost at a point per game. Carver Hagee having more power play time, three, three power play goals. And this is what we wanted out of Carver Hagee as well getting more of that power play time and he's getting that right now with the first unit replacing evan rodriguez just a few weeks ago nico Mikola, we we mentioned him earlier as as far as jumping in on the rush and also closing in gaps using his long reach and protecting the puck so whenever whenever he has the protect he whenever he has uh the puck on his opposite side and someone's trying to go for a check his long reach helps not only with with uh, turning the puck, have, forcing the other team to turn the puck over, but also protecting the puck too. So that's that's what that's what's so encouraging about a signing like Nico Mikola. And yeah, we're not going to get the big hits like Radko Gudis had, but when you're talking about puck protection, Nico Mikola is definitely a huge, huge upgrade this season. So definitely want to give him a shout out as well. And Ekblad and Montour, man, their skating looks great. And like 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 Palmeri said, with it being upper body injuries and them skating for weeks, months before, that that is definitely a really helpful part as as Ekblad even on Wednesday. There are times where he was where he was giving uh, the Panthers the zone entry himself. He was entering the zone himself and creating shot opportunities and feeding trying to feed inside even though even though the Boston Bruins were active with their sticks as well so I'm I'm very encouraged by the skating of both Ekblad and Montour and as far as the timing as far as as far as defending the rushes that's going to come that's going to come within time for for 
the for the two uh top four defensemen for the Panthers. So patience. We have to have a little patience when it comes to that. But in segment number three, we are going to preview the Florida Panthers game between them and the Winnipeg Jets as they will be welcoming Winnipeg on Black Friday at Amherst Bank Arena. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Segment number three here on this Thursday, November 23rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday. And once again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And uh, programming note, this is our last show this week as I will be traveling uh, throughout the Thanksgiving weekend and all of next week. So there will still be shows next week, just uh, not, uh, not five days a week, probably like two to three uh, next week as I will be taking my, I will be taking my microphone on the road and be watching uh, Panthers games probably on demand in, in the next week and then discussing them. So thankfully uh, technology is freaking great during this day and age in 2023 and all. So that is your programming note as far as that. So no Fairbanks Friday tomorrow as well. So the Winnipeg Jets come into town town uh, for, against the Florida Panthers, where the Florida Panthers have lost three straight games against the Jets. Paul Maurice still has not defeated his former team. Uh, Paul Maurice, for what it's worth, is 0-2-1 against the Winnipeg Jets. But, man, can the Winnipeg Jets score? Kyle Connor, 14 goals, uh, leading the, the, the leader on his team by almost double the amount of, of goals, uh, 22 points in 18 games. But he is a minus six. So he is for a lot of he is on the ice for a lot of goals for and a lot of goals against. And but also the Winnipeg Jets. One thing that is going to be a big key to the game for for the Panthers here is scoring on special teams because the Winnipeg Jets are towards the bottom as far as PK percentage at 72.9 percent, 29 percent, excuse me, 29th in the NHL, excuse me, Uh, power play percentage, middle of the pack as well. Uh, and goals goals against at five on five, uh, 13th. Their total goal differential at five on five is plus 13. Hellbuck is not having a Vesna like season, but still, he, he he is one goaltender that you need to disrupt early and often. The Panthers failed to do that against Linus Allmark. You've got to be able to do that against uh, Connor Hellbuck. Uh, 900 save percentage, 2.84 GAA, not, and has the same amount of wins as uh, Sergey Borovsky. What happened as far as the first matchup for the Florida Panthers and the Winnipeg Jets? The middle of the ice was not protected for the Panthers. As far as controlled entries, the Winnipeg Jets were able to get through fairly easily. Active sticks in the neutral zone and the and the cat zone had the defense on their, on their toes. But that was game two of the season for the Panthers on, on October 14th, a matinee. It was a 4 PM start for the Panthers against the jets. So still a lot of getting to know each other as far as new teammates, new scheme, not, not necessarily new scheme, but new players coming into a new scheme, but the Panthers still trying to get, get, get their, uh, get their legs going as well, as far as the season. And that was, a, that was a time where, the the Panthers through the first two games they only had a lead for ten seconds as well as well as they they go they go up and score and then the Winnipeg Jets score ten seconds later right after and they also get a shorthanded goal on on the on the afternoon and with 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 uh, 
with Kyle Connor, he gets two of his 14 goals in that in that game, one of them being an empty netter. And it, it's all about eliminating the Winnipeg Jets in space. Josh Morrissey is, is continuing a, a, a point per game from for th- this season as as far as having a career high in points last season. He's at a at a plus seven right now. Cole Perfetti right now, six goals, nine assists, uh, 15 points in 18 games at a plus eight as well. So there's a lot of uh, research. There's a lot of uh, new energy, it seems, in, in Winnipeg. I know they've had their attendance issues as far as they do, not many people know what the direction of the team is. But they did sign Mark Shifley and Connor Hellbuck to lengthy extensions. But it's producing in wins. Rick Bonus uh, had a short term deal as far as his contract but looks like that he is going to be extended hopefully for the winnipeg jets as far as continuity he is extended far past this season as as far as where where the expectation was for winnipeg because as like we mentioned in segment number one this is a gate revenue driven league as far as that and if you're going into full rebuild mode in a even though winnipeg is a canadian market is this probably the second smallest market or smallest uh depending i've I've never been to ottawa but where ottawa is where the senators play that that it's not in the city so it's one of the bottom two as far as canadian markets as well so it was either it was either trade those guys get some assets and it's going to be a long rebuild or try to remain competitive and and with hockey it's it's really hard to it's you don't see a lot of homegrown players walk as much in the NHL as much as you do in other sports. A lot of it has to do with contract terms as well and clauses in their contracts too. So they're the Winnipeg Jets are bringing some continuity to their lineup, even though players like Patrick Laine, um, which traded out of there a few weeks ago to Columbus, Pierre Luc Dubois wasn't happy there as as well. And and now he's with the Los Angeles Kings as well, so they're they're looking they're looking to be a squad with more continuity as well, and a team that was seen as mediocre as well uh, looks looks to be proving a lot of people wrong as far as as far as their ability to remain competitive as they were seen as a team in a bit of a crossroads going into this season. They are second in the Central Division, tied with Colorado, and two points behind the Dallas Stars too. So, definitely not definitely a team to get up for as well, especially if you're Paul Maurice, who just want you just want to get a win against your former team finally. But ho- hopefully, we see that on Friday night as the once again Winnipeg will be in town, 8 p.m. puck drop from Amherst Bank Arena, and there's a crazy theme uh, going on with South Florida sports. Dolphins play the Jets. The New York Jets, the Florida Panthers play the Winnipeg Jets, and the Pan- and the Miami Heat play the New York Knicks. So the two themes are New York and Jets when it comes to the South Florida matchups and all. So it's going to be a fun sports weekend as, as for for sure in in the South Florida land, landscape as well. And it's the last regular season, uh, last week of the regular season. Excuse me. For college football, a lot of rivalries as well during the, this Thanksgiving weekend as well. So it's going to definitely be a fun weekend full of sports. 
And I hope that all of you get to spend time with your loved ones this weekend. And if, if you choose to relax as well and watch and, and watch some sports this weekend, awesome. But if you happen to work, and especially if you're in retail, my hat goes to you. Tip of the cap to you for dealing with a whole bunch of people who sometimes you can't make them happy no matter how much you try to satisfy them in an item that they want or and, and all. And, he, and I want to give a shout out to the retail workers during this time, especially on a day like Black Friday, even though with technology these days, more people are turning to ordering stuff online. So want to give a special shout out to all those people on on what's going to be a crazy weekend th this week as far as preparing for the holiday season so we're going to be back for you guys next week don't know when but we will have an episode sometime next week discussing the weekend that was for the florida panthers and as they prepare to tip after they play the winnipeg jets to go on an eastern canadian road trip as they will face the ottawa senators toronto maple leafs and the montreal canadians next week as they hit the road for an atlantic division road trip but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the lockdown florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the lockdown nhl network including lockdown nhl lockdown fantasy hockey flip livingstone and sue roden and lockdown nhl prospects thank you for making the lockdown florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day so i'm armando velez signing off and you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.